Father's Day, you need to start with a dad joke, don't you think? Be wrong. Here we go, dads. What did the baby corn say to the mama corn? Where's popcorn? I didn't say it was a good dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love this quote from Mark Twain. Find it to be true. When I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much he had learned in seven years. (laughs) And then I don't have many heroes, but here's one of my heroes from Billy Graham. A good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in society. I agree with Billy. I really do. Here at Walloon, we are blessed. We are blessed with an abundance of good fathers. Please note, I didn't say perfect. There was only one perfect, and they put him on a Roman cross. But we are blessed with good, godly fathers who love and care and pray and listen and play and even tickle their children and their grandchildren. So that's what we're blessed with here at Walloon. Um, And we want to honor and appreciate all of our fathers. So if your father or grandfather, would you please stand right now? We'd like to honor and say thank you on Father's Day 2020. Would Would you stand please right now? Keep standing, keep standing. We're, we're, we're not done with you yet. Yeah. Hey, I've asked Pastor Chad to come on up here, and he's going to pray God's blessing on you. So if you would, just keep standing. Um, and this is going to be an extra good prayer because this guy is now wise and mature. He turned 50 today. So, you know, that's pretty cool. A little bird told me. Yeah, a little bird. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. You got a good bird. You do. Yeah. Don't want to shoot that bird. No, no. (laughs) Ask God's blessing on on these amazing fathers, would you? All right. Our Heavenly Father, you, as Jeff just declared, you are the perfect father. Yep. We are not. And Lord, I just pray for a blessing today of all of us who are dads, and Lord, that the reality is to, to do anything of any value, it's going to come from you, our Heavenly Father, and working through us. And Lord, when we, when we yield ourselves to you the way we should as men, Lord, and allow your patience, your forgiveness, your love, your joy to flow through us, to fill us, Lord, that is the only way we can do anything valuable in our families and with our loved ones. So Lord, I pray for that over us this morning, Lord, that through our weakness and surrendering to you, that actually that is where our strength is found as men, Lord. I pray for a special Father's Day on all that are represented this morning and as well online and on our media platform, those watching. In Jesus' awesome name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you, men. As you exit, uh, both back door, front door, we have a fun gift for all of you fathers, and uh, you'll see that. And thank you for Children's Ministry for making that happen. Today we're going to talk uh, about uh, probably nothing you haven't heard before, but it's, it's like the essentials we need to get 
because all of us have a deep desire to be loved and accepted by others. That's just a reality. It's the way we're wired, uh, and we've got this yearning, craving that somebody would love us and accept us unconditionally, even when we blow it, even when we make mistakes, even when we've blown it for the hundredth time. And that yearning and craving begins by wanting that love and acceptance from our parents, our fathers, and our mothers, okay? We all need what the Bible calls the blessing. Track with me here. The blessing is the knowledge that someone in the world loves me and accepts me unconditionally. And if we don't receive that blessing from our parents as we're growing up, many of us will spend the rest of our adult lives searching for someone who will love us, who will accept us unconditionally. And, and we'll just be trying to find it in all the places, and a lot of those places aren't good. Why? Because you never got that growing up, and you needed it, and now you're going to be on this search to find it. The blessing has its roots in the book of Genesis, and you'll see it when Abraham is blessing his son Isaac, and then Isaac is blessing his sons. Anybody remember? Jacob and Esau, and then you'll see it in Jacob as he's blessing his children. We're going to focus this morning on Jacob, okay? Fairly straightforward, uh, simple, logical steps to the blessing. And I'll say it again, I don't think you're going to hear anything you haven't heard before, but I just want to remind you, if you'll get these steps and you'll put them into practice, you can make a lasting difference in your children and in your grandchildren and in generations to come. And I think down deep, parents, grandparents, isn't that what you want? You want to see your children and your grandchildren living with the blessing, knowing they're loved, knowing they're accepted, and then passing it on to the next generation. We're going to start in Genesis chapter 48. If you'll locate that in your Bible on your phone, or you can just stand if you're able. We're going to read out loud up here from the screen the first 11 verses, Genesis chapter 48. This is uh, Jacob and Joseph and the children. Here we go. Let's read together. Sometime later, Joseph was told, your father is ill. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, along with him. When Jacob was told, your son Joseph has come to you, Israel rallied his strength and sat up on the bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan, and there he blessed me and said to me, I'm going to make you fruitful and increase your numbers. I will make you a community of peoples, and I will give you this land as an everlasting possession to your descendants after you. Now then, your two sons, born to you in Egypt before I came to you here, will be reckoned as mine. Ephraim and Manasseh will be mine, just as Reuben and Sibion are mine. Any children born to you after them will be yours. In the territory they inherit, 
they will be reckoned under the names of their brothers. As I was returning from Paddan, to my sorrow, Rachel died in the land of Canaan. While we were still on the way, a little distance from Ephrath. So I buried her there beside the road to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. When Israel saw the sons of Joseph, he asked, Who are these? They are the sons God has given me here, Joseph said to his father. Then Israel said, Bring them to me so I may bless them. Now Israel's eyes were failing because of old age, and he could hardly see. So Joseph brought his sons close to him, and his father kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word, and thank you, Lord, for the blessing we see reflected here in what we just read. I pray that you might open our hearts, open our minds, and our ears, that we might learn and grow and be challenged by your inspired word today. I pray for the many fathers and mothers and grandfathers and grandmothers who are here today and watching online. Lord, would you help us to grab a hold of these steps that we're going to find in Genesis 48 and 49? And Lord, we not just want to grab a hold of them and understand them. Would you give us the strength and the courage and the perseverance and the faith to actually put these steps into practice in our lives, into our families, into our children and our grandchildren? Lord, we, we need you. <laughs> we, we recognize apart from you, we are nothing and can do nothing. And yet, Lord, we realize that when we allow your son Jesus to sit on the place he deserves in our life every day, when we invite Jesus to be king and Lord and master and sit on the throne and drive, good, lasting stuff happens. So we'd invite you to do that now. Would you come take charge? Would you come and sit behind the steering wheel? Speak, Lord. We're ready to hear from you and learn from your book today. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one united voice, you can be seated. There's a book that I read a long time ago. It's actually one of those books I noticed. It's been revised, and then the revised version was updated, if you know what I mean. It's been around. It's called The Blessing, and uh, Gary Smalley, John Trent, uh, there's a picture of it. You, that's the original. I'd recommend it. It's good stuff. God's Word uh, is lasting, and the principles uh, hold up in time quite well. Here's, here's the premise of the blessing, okay? We all need, we all are born with a desire to receive the blessing, the knowledge that somebody loves us, accepts us unconditionally. And because parents uh, were so important in the early years, the blessing being loved and accepted unconditionally is especially important for parents to pass on to their children. You understand? They need it. They're built this way, the way the Lord has wired us, okay? 
What's interesting is you're going to see the different elements or the different steps to the blessing found in Genesis 48 and 49 with Jacob passing on and blessing his children and grandchildren, okay? Here we go. If you're taking notes, here's, here's the first step of the blessing in its meaningful touch, okay? Meaningful touch. And I understand in the days we're living in today, that's a challenge, okay? So, but, but it's still there. It's in God's book. Look at verse 10, Genesis chapter 48. Now Israel, that's Jacob, uh, Israel's eyes were failing because of old age. Can anybody identify? Uh, and he could hardly see. So Joseph brought his sons close to his father, and his father kissed them and embraced them. Israel, Jacob said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again, and now God has allowed me to see your children. Just telling you, there, there's power when you touch meaningfully your children. And literally what was going on here is touching his son and his grandsons. This was a transfer of power in the family. Do you understand? This literally was, I'm passing on my privilege and my position now to you. Do you see that in the New Testament anywhere? Absolutely. Mark chapter 10, verse 13, then they brought young children to Jesus. This is interesting. That he might touch them. Did you catch that? They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased, and he said to them, you guys know this part, don't you? Let the little children come to me. Don't forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. And Jesus took them in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. Jesus was willing to demonstrate to his disciples, the crowds, the parents, and especially to the children, that meaningful touch is really a sign of love and acceptance. So, again, that first step here is learning to properly, meaningfully be willing to touch and hug and embrace your children. And some of you are thinking right now, well, my parents didn't meaningfully hug me. They, they never held my hand, okay? So, so we're going to learn from God's Word and, and we're going to go further than mom and dad did, right? So don't, don't hold on to that excuse. Well, that's not what I, what I experienced. I, I'm going to grow in, in you, Lord, and I'm going to learn from your book. And we're going to go further than they did in the previous generation. Amen? That was bad. We're going to go further than the previous. Okay? Mom and dad, they did what they could, what they knew. But we're going to go further. Amen? Yes, yes. I'm not going to be stuck in the past with how mom and dad did it. We're going to do it God's way. The second step of blessing is spoken words. Okay? So we're going to slide down to verses 15 and 16 uh, and see what, what I'm talking about. It says, Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked faithfully, 
the God who's been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who delivered me from all harm, may he bless these boys. Did you like that? Mighty blessed. May, may they be called by my name and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and might they increase greatly on the earth. My, my favorite phrase there, may he bless these boys. Lord, I pray for your blessing. I pray blessing on my children, my grandchildren. They desperately need us to hear us speaking words of blessing about them. Proverbs chapter 3, 27, 28. Do not withhold the good from those whom it is due when the power of it is in your hand to do so. Do not say, God, and come back tomorrow, give it when you have it with you. You know what Proverbs is saying here? If you're able to speak words of blessing over your children and you got breath in your lungs, then do it. Do it, do it. If, if, if they're your children and your grandchildren, they deserve it. Fathers, mothers, grandparents, uh, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, coaches, teachers, okay? A lot of us have influence over children. Open your mouth and communicate words of love and acceptance. And I can hear some of you thinking in your head, well, my dad never spoke words like that to me. My mom didn't say, I, I never heard words like that, okay? I'm going to say it again. By God's grace, Lord, help me to do better, okay? I didn't experience this. I needed it. I was desiring it, but I'm not going to withhold it just because I didn't get it. I'm going to pass on clearly what God's Word says I should pass on. Our children need spoken words of blessing. They need to hear them regularly. Third step of the blessing is expressing high value on your children and your grandchildren, okay? Expressing, recognizing them with your mouth, showing how valuable they are. In the Bible, we're told, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in within me, bless his holy name, okay? So we're told we are to express how valuable and awesome our God is, okay? In the same way, we're called to, exp to place value on the people around us, especially our children and our grandchildren. Do you know your children, your grandchildren, the people, they don't come knowing that. They don't know they're valuable. They don't know they're significant. Obviously, we do it because of who they are and who they can be in Christ, but we should express it. We should put significance and value on them. Uh, chapter 49, slide down to verse 9. Here's what Judas says. Uh, excuse me, Jacob says about his son Judah, uh, Judah, you're a lion's cub. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down like a lioness. Who dares to rouse him? Judah, you're somebody that nobody better mess with. Judah in you is strength and royalty and leadership qualities, Okay. Turn me up. Here we go. We, I just want you to know, Judah, all leadership and power is I see in you. 
Isn't that good stuff? Don't you, wouldn't you like to have your dad saying those things about you? Slide down to verse 21. Chapter 49, verse 21. Now he's going to talk to Naphtali. Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns, okay? Beautiful words. Naphtali, you have a gift of speaking and writing wonderful words, and I just want you to keep going, and you're going to have amazing children yourself, Naphtali. I see that. Those are words of blessing. Next verse, verse 22. Joseph, you're a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring. Branches climb over the wall. Lord, I see in you, Joseph, a vine that you can trust in the Lord, and he's going to provide for your wonderful, growing family. Finally, go down to verse 28. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is what their father said to them when he blessed them, giving each the blessing appropriate to them. Appropriate to them. Now give me your eyes. How could Jacob know these things about his kids? I'll tell you. He took enough time with his children that he knew them. He knew their strengths. If you read chapter 29, uh, verse chapter 49, he knew their weaknesses. So he took enough time to get to know them and praise them, and he looked out for their potential. That's what you see going on here. Okay? The fourth step of the blessing is picturing an amazing special future. In other words, you're going to look at your children and you're going to see in them how the Lord could use them in amazing ways. Uh, how many of you like Jeremiah 29 11? Can I see your hands? How, how many of you, that's like your verse. Can I see anybody 29 11? Jeremiah, yeah, I see lots of hands here, okay? And why do you like that verse? Because it's an assurance of a special amazing future. Here's what it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Those are, those are powerful words. And that's what you see when you are able to look at your child and see the amazing future, how the Lord could use them. Here's a story that illustrates this well. You ready? Young Jewish woman named Sarah walking down the street, pushing a stroller with her two infant twins. And as she rounded the corner, her neighbor said, said, he said, My, Sarah, what beautiful children you have. What are their names? Pointing to each child, Sarah replied, This is Benny the doctor. This is Reuben the lawyer. <laughs> Sarah was already seeing the great potential and the special future for her children. And she communicated that to her sons. Do you understand? And that's the missing part. A lot of times I see amazing things, potential, in my children and my grandchildren, but we don't tell them. We don't speak it. Wouldn't it be great if we started introducing our young children as uh, my, uh, my grandson Levi, the pastor, this is Levi, the pastor. Uh, this, this is my grandson, Luke, the missionary. And this is Emma, the Christian school principal. 
You understand what I'm saying? You, you look at them and you see the amazing ways God could use them and their gifts and their talents, and you start telling them that. It's amazing. When you start hearing that, pretty soon you start believing it and saying, you know what? I, I think the Lord could use me in that way. It brings confidence. You're speaking life into your children and the people around you. The fifth and the final step of the blessing is active commitment. Okay? Active commitment. Words and touch and high value and seeing their future is great, but it needs to be backed up by a willingness to do whatever it takes to see that happen in your children. Understand? So, so it's not just I'm touching and I'm telling them. I'm actually looking at my child and I see great music potential in you and I will actually help you invest in getting that instrument and then if I don't help you get lessons and grow in that area, nothing's going to happen. Do you understand? We're, we're going to not only speak it and touch it and see it in their lives, we're actually going to put our time, our energy, our resources behind our words. That's what it takes. I'm going to actually get behind it with my time, my talent, my resources, and see that that could happen, okay? Go back to Genesis 49 and verse 28. Here's what he says. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said to them when he blessed them, giving each blessing that was appropriate to him, okay? He, he blessed everyone with the blessing that was appropriate to each child. Every one of our children has a unique talent, a unique bent, and as parents, it's our job to help them grow in their unique ways. Children are not the same. Would you say amen to that? Because I know you look at your children and you go, how did that child be so different from that child? And they both came from the same father and mother. And the truth is, God creates each of us uniquely. We discovered, Denise and I, let me just give you an illustration of this. When we were thinking about where are we going to send our children to school, remember Denise? And every year, we had to pray, Lord, show us where should we send Rachel, where should we send Brittany, where should we send Jake. And here's the truth. I can remember at times, one was homeschooled, one was in Christian school, one was in charter school. And then a couple years later, again, one was homeschooled, one was in charter, and one was in public school. And, and every year, we just have to keep praying, Lord, show us, make it clear. And you know what? The Lord would show us as we asked and listened. That's what I'm talking about. Every child is unique and different, and you got to seek the Lord for each of them individually. Lord, make it clear. Make it obvious. Okay, we're going to close in a very different way. Can you handle different? Okay, I hope you can. Okay, Because we're going to go with it anyway, either way. Okay, um, If you want to, you can turn with me to Numbers chapter 6. Because the book of Numbers comes the most famous blessing 
in all of God's Word. At least today it is. Numbers chapter 6. Um, and it's usually a blessing that I, every time I marry couples, I pray this blessing over them. Verses 24 to 26. But I think it's appropriate for all of us. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord make His face to shine towards you and give you peace and give you peace. Isn't that a good blessing? I think there's a reason why. It's so well known, so much love towards this particular blessing, the Aaronic blessing is, is the fancy word for it, okay? So here's what we're going to do in just a moment. If, if you're up to it, I'm going to have you stand and then I'm going to invite the people around you. Again, I understand we're in unique days. So if you have somebody that you feel comfortable next to, wife, husband, brother, sister, I'd like you to stand next to them. If you feel comfortable, put your hand on their shoulder. If you don't, you know what I've learned? You, you can, I can bless John from right here, okay? You understand what I'm saying? So if you don't feel comfortable, that's okay. Uh, we'll just bless them uh, from six feet away. But uh, I'm going to actually ask you to stand, and then we're, we're going to actually do that towards one or another, okay? You can bless the fathers. You can bless your children. You can bless uh, your husband, your wife. Uh, why? Because we need to hear these words from the people who care about us. Now, before you stand, there'll probably be a few folks that are pretty much by themselves. So would you be on the lookout for those people so they don't, in church, feel all alone right now, okay? Okay, ready? If you're able, I'd like you to stand with me right now, okay? Okay? I'm going to come down here, okay? Are you ready? So uh, here's what I want you to do. Repeat with me. I'll say it first, then you say it to the person that you're with right now, okay? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. And be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Okay, that was the practice one. Let's go back again, Rachel. Okay, that was good. Okay, now you can actually mean it this time and you're not, what am I doing? This is odd. Okay, here we go. Repeat after me. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. And be, gracious to you. and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you. And give you peace. Well done. Okay. Uh, if you're comfortable, give a hug right now to whoever you're with. If not, you can give them a distance hug. Now... Now here, you, you can have a seat. We're not quite done yet. I'm getting close. Wouldn't that be a great way to put your children, your grandchildren to bed every night? To just pray that? 
It's right here. It's in God's book, okay? Numbers 6, 24, 25, 26. What a great way when your family is together to remember to bless one another and, and do it straight from God's Word. I'm just telling you, you say, well, well, that's just words. You're right, but it's God's words, and they have power. And as they take root in our lives, in our children's lives, in our grandchildren's lives, changes them. Because now they're going to start believing. My mom, my, they actually believe this. My grandma and grandpa, they actually believe these words. I, and, and slowly, they'll grab a hold of them for themselves. Life-changing, it really is. We're going to have a closing song now. Andy, band, you can come on back, Ken. Come back and lead us. Um, after we finish with our closing song, Pastor Chad's going to come up. Uh, probably another Sunday or two, we'll have closing instructions is what we're calling it. And then fathers, don't forget, as you exit, we have a special fun gift for each of you, okay? So thank you for coming on your special day, fathers. Proud of you. Well done. And uh, I pray for God's blessing upon each and every one of you.